1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. If you've forgotten the difference between watching a movie and experiencing one, you need to visit Marcus Theaters. Start by visiting MarcusTheaters.com. It's Friday morning. Time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How are you? Great. How was the season treating you so far? Oh, not bad. Not bad. Went last night to the uh, Cirque du Soleil. It was the night before. It's, uh, believe it or not, the first time Cirque du Soleil has done a holiday show, which you know you would have thought in however 30-odd years they've been around that that's something they would have taken on. So, Is it just, I don't know, trapeze and water and... <laughs> There's no water, there's no ice, there's no homoerotic skin color suit <laughs> in, the, in this one. Um, there, there's, a, there's a lot of acrobatics, there's uh, an athletics, you know, gymnastics. Uh, it, it actually was, was very good. Okay. Where'd you see um, it? Uh, this was at the Fox Theater here, so like a 5,000-seater. Fox Theater. Who, what is, what's the most famous concert that's been at the Fox Theater? Because you've got Kobo, you've got Joe Lewis, you've got... Yeah, um, I mean, the, the Fox is probably best known for the old Motortown reviews during the 60s. This was, this was kind of like home base. And, uh, in fact, in you know, some of the, the Motown-related musicals and movies, there, you know, there are that, that Motortown review is depicted. Where did the yeah. Beatles play when they came to Beatles Detroit? Beatles played Olympia. Olympia, that's the, the one I was trying to think the old of, yes. Red Wings, yeah. Is that still around? No, no, that's long gone. Long gone. And Kobo's gone. Um, you know, the Grandy Ballroom is gone. You know, it's, it's happened there in Milwaukee too. Some of the some of the great old, you know, old iconic venues. You know, T.J. Ford, former Bucks first round draft pick, was back in town for a game the other night. Mm-hmm. You know, T.J. Ford. You know, oh, yeah. He, he didn't know the Bradley Center had been leveled when he okay. got here. Yeah, I saw him talking. Lance Allen and he were talking about it. He didn't know the Bradley Center was gone well, when he came back. <laughs> you, know, you know, you don't pay attention. You, you snooze, you lose. Is the, is the phrase. I was a little surprised by that because he played. But why, I don't, I, how much are you supposed to keep up on the town that you used to play yeah, in? Really, I mean, yeah, I think I think that you know comes down to the individual. But if he gets if he gets to the airport, hops in the cab, and he says, "Bradley Center, please," and they went, "That's gone." He goes, uh, "My bad, Bemo." <laughs> Center Bradley, you know what was it called? The BMO, Brad, BMO Harris Bradley Center was that got it changed was, for the last it, couple it of had, years? Yeah, yeah, it had different names. Yeah, <laughs> uh, sir, those are that's gone. <laughs> well, then take me to Miller Park. Yeah, <laughs> gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. So, renamed. All right. Where do you want to start in music news this morning, well, Gary? That, I mean, it was kind of a sad day yesterday. We lost. We lost a couple of you know not household names, but very important people. In the music industry, Dino Dinelli, uh, the drummer of the Rascals, died at the age of 78. I mean, this guy, you ask any drummer in rock and roll, and they will tell you he's one of the ground zeros. He was up there with Charlie Watts and Ringo Starr and Keith Moon as just a great, great rock and roll drummer. Okay, I, I, the Rascals, I, I have no idea what their biggest hits were. Uh, well, we had, um, uh, you know, um, Good Lovin'. Okay. Rascals. All right, that was them. I okay. can't eat out my heart anymore. You know, there were a lot of they were. You know, they for for about a three year period there, they were they were maybe the you know not maybe they were definitely the biggest of the American rock bands post British invasion. So he passed away, and then Kim Simmons, who was the founder of Savoy Brown, again 
another band you might not it might be hard pressed to name a song of, but they've been around forever. He founded that band in 1965, and they they've been through a million members over the years. Some of them went on to to form Tog Hat, others to the band Chicken Shack, which was Christine McVie's band before Fleetwood Mac. So a very influential uh, figure in in the music world, and he died at the age of 75 yesterday. So. So that was, uh, you know, those, those were a couple of big losses when when you're talking about the core of rock and roll. Yeah, you know, uh, there's even some. If they're uh, not the biggest, even if they're not the biggest name. Some illnesses too. Yeah, we've got. So uh, when you watch Saturday Night Live um, tomorrow night, it'll be Lizzo rather than the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. The Yeah Yeah Yeahs were supposed to play. Um, and one of their members, Nick Zimmer, Zinner, has been dealing with pneumonia. Over the last month, and doctor's orders, he's not, you know, he he's not ready to to do anything like that. So there's Scotch, and you've got Lizzo, and then Tim Comerford, who's the bassist with Rage Against the Machine, and was also part of Audio Slave. Um, they, you know, uh, they he he revealed that he had he's been battling prostate cancer for a while. He's had his prostate removed. He's on the mend, but but that's been you know that's been an ongoing health issue for him. And, you know, that band, of course, had to postpone, first postpone, and then cancel all of next year's date because Zach DeLaRocca, the front man, uh, tore his Achilles tendon, and it needs to be healed. And finally, uh, Rex Brown, the bassist of Pantera, which just reunited as much as you can when two of your members are dead, but there's a Pantera on the road now, launched their tour over in Europe, Second show, he's out, and then they announce that he's he's going to miss the rest of the year's date. There's a, a handful of them in South America because he got COVID and just didn't want to take the risk, obviously, of getting his bandmates and the crew sick. Well, U2's got their problems, too. Yeah, Larry Mullins Jr. So U2 was, received a Kennedy Center honor at the beginning of the month. And that'll be that'll be seen on the uh, 28th, December 28th on CBS. And you know, in interviews talking about that, you know, the man was asked about the uh, the future, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And Larry Mullins Jr., the drummer, uh, revealed that he's been suffering a lot of health maladies, phys- uh, more physical than internal, outwardly physical than internal. He just he said, "Look, I've been I've been beat up. You know, I've I've got to take a year." Here he's been doing it during the pandemic lockdown, but he still needs to take another year to kind of slow down and get his back in shape and his neck in shape and his rotator cuffs and his joints and all of that. So he he came out and said, if if the band tours in 2023, which has been widely rumored, he Larry Mullins Jr. won't be with the band. They'll have another drummer. He's not leaving you two. That uh, you would think, well, if we have to replace somebody, a drummer's not that big a deal. But I, I specifically saw Bono talking about when they were kids and they were putting the band together, he loved the way that Larry drummed. He says, oh, yeah. I just love the way it hits me in the back when well, I'm listen, singing. You two has been together, these same four guys, since what, 1979, 78? You know, they've never, they've never had to have a replacement. So... I I would kind of be surprised if they go out on the road with him, especially if he's saying, "Look, give me 2023, 2024, I'll be ready to do it again." I could see them, you know, releasing some music uh, during 23 and and then tour in 24. 
And Ozzy's tour could be in danger, right? Yeah, what, what Ozzy, came, Ozzy came out. He was talking to the British press this week and said, listen, I can't effing walk very much. Hmm. You know, after all of his back surgeries and neck surgeries and spinal surgeries, he he just can't walk around that much. The spirit is willing. Uh, the flesh is not is not able to or seemingly unable to. He does have a bunch of European dates on the book for 2023, but the way he's talking made it seem like you know, those are probably in jeopardy, too. And, you know, I mean, Ozzy has the kind of music and could take out the kind of band where he could do the Phil Collins thing and, like, sit in a chair or just stand still. But I think in Ozzy's case, you'd have to bolt him into place because he would, after, you know, especially after all his years of performing, he would very naturally want to move around and therefore cause damage to himself. So he's cast, he's cast a lot of doubt, which is too bad, because the last few years he's put out two really good albums. And so there's some new music that it would be great to hear him play live. Would the fans well, sit still for Ozzy sitting still? Well, the fans wouldn't sit still, but you wouldn't want them to. <laughs> right, but, but I don't know. I don't know. Can you sing Crazy Train sitting in a swivel chair? I just... You know? Yeah. Uh, you, you might have a hard time. And like I say, you, this guy, you'd have to bolt in the place. I don't know how Phil Collins did it. I saw it and it looked kind of, I don't know, just looked awkward. Like, it looked, a, Yeah, it looked a little disturbing. Um, but he pulled it off, and, you know, he swiveled the chair just enough to, to give it a little motion, and he sounded good. I mean, his voice was in really good shape, and the band played well, both his own band and Genesis. So, he, you know, he was able to pull it off. You know, he made the requisite jokes about it at the beginning of the show, and then we just went about his business of playing. Uh, Abbey Road. Everyone, when you mention Abbey Road, everyone thinks of the Beatles album Abbey Road. But there was plenty of other things that went on at Abbey Road other than the Beatles, right? Right. There was Abbey Road the studio, right. and then there was and then Abbey Road the album. So I mean, the Dark Side of the Moon was recorded there. Uh, you know, lots of Procol Harum. I mean, there's a there's a whole list of you know we could be on for the rest of the morning talking about what was recorded at Abbey Road. So that is the subject of a new documentary called If These Walls Could Sing that premieres tonight, uh, or today, I guess it's streaming right now, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, this was directed by Paul McCartney's uh, daughter, Mary, and Paul's in it, Ringo's in it, uh, not, you know, Elton John's in it. They had, a big, they had a big premiere for it the other night in London that a bunch of the stars turned out for. And it's, you know, it, it's great. It's, it's very illuminating and... You know, it's the kind of documentary that could sustain twice its length, maybe three times its length, with all the great things and stories that happen there. How long is it? Uh, it's a couple hours. Okay, so you can sit down and watch it like a movie then. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, it is. It, it, it's it's totally not like funny. Get Back where it's ten it's episodes. Not, it's not a, yeah, a three-episode, <laughs> uh, eight hours or whatever, but it could be. I mean, given given what happened, you know, in the great history of Abbey Road. What Do they have... Is it a lot of pictures? They have a lot of film? They have pictures. They have some film, you know, because some of the bands did film themselves working in Abbey Road. They have, so they have footage. They have new new things they've shot. You know, it looks like a great many, if not all, of the interviews were, film, were filmed at Abbey Road. So it'll, you know, it'll make you want to go there and see the place. What would you think if Dolly Parton said, I'm going to record my next album at Abbey Road? That'd be okay. You know, of course, Dolly's in uh, Nashville, so has plenty of, you know, 
plenty of room, you know, plenty of great places to record her next album, which will be a rock and roll album called Rockstar. Uh, Dolly's doing it, you know, as, by her own admission, doing it kind of ass backwards, get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, then make a rock sure. and roll album. Um, so she has, uh, she has, you know, she has revealed some of the songs that are going to be on it. She's going to do a version of Purple Rain, I uh, Can't Get No Satisfaction, Free Bird, and she's going to do another version of Stairway to Heaven. She did a bluegrass version some years ago that's outstanding. Uh, but she's going to do a rock version of it. She's made all sorts of noise about guests she'd like to have on the album, including getting Robert Plant and Jimmy Page to help her with Stairway to Heaven. When I drop the needle on this album when it comes out, am I going to kind of like cringe a little bit like until you hear it? Like I'm a little worried Dolly may be out over her skis on this one. You know, we've felt that. I mean, listen, I remember when I got the press release that her Dolly Parton's next album was going to have Stairway to Heaven on it. You know, are you effing kidding? And then you put it on, and it's tremendous. I mean, Dolly has a pretty high standard of quality. She's not going to just go out and do a gimmick. You know, it, what she does, it'll be good. It, it will. They will arrange the songs in a way that makes sense for her to sing them and still will be credible as the rock songs we love. All right. And there's going to be some originals, too. So, What are the hopes for Kate Hudson's recording career? This will be interesting. <laughs> Chris Robinson has to be going, are you kidding me? Yeah, you know. Her who husband knows, Who knows if he knew about her, uh, you know, her recording desires. But Kate Hudson said on The Tonight Show this week that she is planning to release her debut album in 2023. She, of course, is the film star of Almost Famous and, and many others and was married for a time to Chris Robinson of the Black Crows. And she told Jimmy Fallon that it's something she started to take seriously during the pandemic lockdown and really start to work on her singing and has hatched plans to make an album that we'll hear next year. Uh, I guess the best way to put it is I'll look forward to the Dolly Parton album more. She is, by the way, not the first Kate Hudson to make an album because Katy Perry's Real surname is Hudson. Oh, okay. Well, it's just uh, she's getting that a little late. You'd think if she had singing talent, we would have heard about it in the last twenty years. Well, her dad, her dad's a singer. The Hudson brothers. Yeah, Yeah. she. Yeah. Yeah. No, they've done they've done musical things. She's done musical things, but not an album type project. So, you know, we'll 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 be the judge of that, I guess. Okay. When it comes out. All right, as long as we're talking about the girls, Mariah Carey, another... Uh... Yeah, once again, you know, the uh, All I Want for Christmas is You has made its way to number one on the Billboard one, Hot 100. That's the, a record-setting fourth time uh, for a song to return, you know, to do a separate stay at number one. And that's uh, the first song ever, ever to do that. And, you know, it is, it is a perennial Christmas song. It's become, it's, it's right up there with White Christmas as a Christmas pop song. So here it is, uh, number one yet again, and you can rest assured it'll get to number one for a fifth time, a sixth time. Uh, you know. Right. So, you know. What do you figure her royalty checks are like in December and January? Um, Pretty for good. Her, for her music, yeah, because I watched the Pretty thing. Good. I rewatched country music, the Ken Burns thing, and I saw Bill Monroe got a 
royalty check late in his life for a songs or song or songs that he had written. And he was talking, I think the check was for $14,000 that, that rolled in. And he was, somebody else was telling the story, but $14,000 was was a huge life-changing amount of money to have come rolling in oh, for yeah. Bill Monroe at that point in his life. So I can't imagine what Mariah Carey's royalty checks must be like. Yeah, no, I mean, she, you know, rest assured, it's uh, they probably roll in in March because, you know, they okay. pay by the quarter. Um, but, you know, either way, it's a, it's a nice little windfall. My favorite royalty story of all time is uh, Nick Lowe. A, you know, he wrote the song, What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding, when he was in the band Brinsley Schwartz, and that, you know, Elvis Costello has covered it. A cover version of it for the film soundtrack to The Bodyguard. Curtis Steiger sang it. It wasn't even Nick Lowe performing it. But Nick wrote the song for The Bodyguard soundtrack, which, of course, was a multi-platinum seller. Nick goes to the mailbox one day, and there's a million-dollar check. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like that to happen. No kidding. What's this for? Yeah, right. That's that was kind of what it, you know. He said that was kind of the experience. It took him a minute, and you know, and then he because he you know he didn't think he would, you know. But that's so that. But you know, you think about that. That's one song, even a cover version of it. That's the songwriter royalty for one one album track. Kate Bush must have had that same experience with Stranger Things lately, right? Mm -hmm, Because that song that they were playing, what's her song that they were using in that? Um, Running Up the Hill. And it got, it just was streamed a bazillion times. Right, although the streaming income is not what the album purchase was. You know, it's, it's, you know, it was probably, it was certainly a bump, but, you know, not necessarily a windfall. All right, what's up with Taylor Swift? Because we're getting uh, late of, here. Yeah, lots of, lots of stuff going on with her. First of all, she will not have to go to court to defend herself on the plagiarism suit for, uh, um, why am I blanking on it now, guys? Shake it off. Shake it off. Thank you. Oh, um, good. So, you know, good she for was, you. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I have daughters who are into t- Taylor <laughs> Swift. Yeah, I don't have anybody at home to, to keep me honest like that. But, you know, she was sued by a couple of other songwriters who did a song called Player's Gonna Play. Uh, for 3LW, and the case was initially dismissed, then reinstated on appeal, then earlier this year, okay, it's going to go to jury trial, then suddenly the songwriters just withdrew it. Haven't, haven't explained why, but they just, they just filed, a, you know, filed a motion to dismiss the suit, and it was dismissed with prejudice, so they can't come back and do it. I don't know if there was a quiet under the table out-of-court settlement that satisfied them. I don't know if their attorneys looked at them and said, you know, we're going to lose, even if we do go to trial, and here's what it's going to cost you. You know, nobody's saying, but she's free and clear of that one. Uh, Then we get news that she is going to be, after directing, you know, and actually being nominated for, for many awards for directing one of her videos, she is now going to be directing a feature film, for Searchlight Pictures based on an original story that she wrote. So she's going to, she wrote it and she's going to direct it. Right. Well, good for her. This is a, yeah, this is a real major feature film, you know, not, you know, not a video, not, not a Hallmark or Lifetime music. Apologies to those who, who like those. Um, But, you know, this is the real deal. So she's going to be doing that. Then we come to learn that the Swifties who were left out of the pre-sale in November are going to get a second chance. There are apparently still 170,000 tickets left 
for the tour. So those who had registered for that preferred customer, fan, buyer service that Ticketmaster does, the verified fan uh, pre-sale, if they didn't get tickets, they either have or will be getting some sort of message soon that, hey, here's going to be a second chance. Ticketmaster, interestingly, is going to use an older service that they had purchased a while ago. It's called Tickets Today, and it was initially created for the Dave Matthews Band fan club pre-sale. And it was and it was modeled after the Grateful Dead's fan club, and it had been used by Fish and Ween and some other bands. And this is basically this is a simpler system that is more of the yeah you get in line and you get a chance to buy a ticket. It's all solid state equipment though, right? I mean, there's yeah, no yeah. tubes or anything in this stuff. Yeah, no, no. Okay, it'll be so. So that's going to happen. So all those disappointed Swifties will get another chance to you know to do it. And then uh, Taylor celebrated her 33rd birthday this week. How did she spend it? In the studio. Uh, she posted a photo of herself working with Jack Antonoff, who's been her producer for a while, and it, sends, and it said, thanks for all the beautiful wishes today. I spent my 33rd birthday in the studio, of course. Wouldn't have it any other way. So there, is there any angst in being 33 and looking back and realizing and regrets and things like that? She, no, she has a lot of regrets. No Taylor children. Swift, really? yeah. she's, putting, she's putting any, any regrets she has, she seems to be putting into her song. So. She's so, made a career I, out of it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. So so it was a busy week for Miss Swift. Did she finish re-recording everything she wanted Not to yet. re-record? No, still, Not yet. still yeah, working she, on it? She did the first two, and then she took kind of a pause to record Midnight's the new album, and now she's probably back doing doing it. Yeah, I imagine it's not simple, but it's a simpler task to re-record an album. You know, because the songs are written and arranged, you mm -hmm. just have to decide if you want to tweak them at all. But they're already there, so you go in and you know, certainly with a with a competent band, you can knock those off in a fraction of the time that you create a brand new album. Do we have a dollar amount what she's cost Scooter Braun by re-recording those? Uh, we don't yet. It's, it's a little early in it, and we don't we don't necessarily know what the original old albums are selling because those are still out there. And Taylor Swift's basically competing against herself. So, do you get the original Red, or do you get Red Taylor's version? Well, if you get if both. you're Swifty, you get both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And somewhere down the line, the two of them will probably make peace and figure out a way to put out a box set on each of them. <laughs> really, I suppose. Lions play the Jets this weekend. They do, and, uh, you know. What's we're, the buzz drinking, around town? What's we are the drinking buzz? The, we are drinking the Kool-Aid here, heavy. Yeah, you should. We, uh, we should, you know, we, we feel like we've got, we feel like this is for real. Of course, we have felt like that before. Five and one over the last six weeks, right? Yep, yep. yep. So, you know, it's, so we're drinking Kool-Aid with, a, with a, a little dose of PTSD. Yeah. There's got to be a. Is, that game? That, that game against the Packers on January 8th could be a big yeah, huge. One. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. huge. For somebody, yeah. it's going to be a big game. Are there any things around town using Dan Campbell and Campbell Soup or Nothing yet. anything like that? Nothing okay. yet. It's hard to do that in the middle of a season. You know, that's that's the kind of stuff that has to get set up, you know, so, you know earlier and, that, and then rolled out at the appropriate time. So he's busy. I mean, he's, you can see he's a passionate, committed guy. So he's, he's busy running the team. All right. Gary, we're out of time. All right. We will talk next week. All right. All right. Take Have care, Gary. Weekend. All right, Gary. Bye. Gary Graff, our music expert. Get him on Friday mornings.